When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast, a Spotify and Villa Romana Network production. I'm Alan Nevin. And I'm Joey Sand. Well, we have a bit of an interesting show this week. We've sort of strayed off our usual, um, well, not really. Huh? Yeah, I mean, we, ha- we talk with all sorts of people, so it's yeah. not really that unusual. We just decided to talk to... Um, TikTok uh, uh, talk. Tick. We decided to TikTok. <laughs> TikTok talk to some TikTokers. TikTokers. And his name is um, Nathan Kessel, and his girlfriend is Anna McClelland, and they are sort of social influencers, social the media influencers, content creators. Let me get it right, because that's a very big tongue twister, especially yeah. for us people over. What, what are we over now? Thirty or over each other? <laughs> 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 Probably more of the latter. I think so. <clears throat> We're over a lot of things. Yeah, there there are things that they're called, and we want to content s- creators, content creators, and people really don't understand. I mean, they understand social media because they're all playing on their Facebook. Sure, even grannies are playing on. Right. on. But they don't really understand the underpinnings of what's going on there. And we're going to talk to them a little bit about that. They don't understand the monetization, how people are making money. Uh, on, on social media, yeah. they don't understand where all those videos are coming from, what and, the motivation is, yeah. and 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 there's a, there's a trick to it. You know, you and I come from Hollywood. You know, we're used to show business. We know how that runs. We know what that game is or what that game was because it's not it's changed, anymore. Yeah, a lot. And this is the new game, and it's kind of good to know and to get if you're going to get on board with it. You got, I mean, and let's face it, everything is about it. So call yourself an actor, call yourself a singer, call yourself a dancer, call yourself a this or that or the other thing. It is, that is the business. So you're going to have to know how it runs. And you might get a little insight yeah. with listening to these two. I mean, Nathan himself has over 9 million TikTokers. TikTokers. Yeah. And she's she's huge. about and 5 million. Yeah. No, together they've got some massive following. Yeah. And they're adorable. They're, They're funny. Very sweet. His story, both of their stories had tough beginnings. They both yep. had some accidents and things. And they found uh, each other in the midst of all of that. They've been together now for 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 a year, not quite a, a year. Bit a year, but they're really connected and they're they're almost so well suited for each other. Yeah. They're sweet, kind, funny, and very talented within that with what they do. I mean, yeah. and we'll it, you'll learn a lot from from this episode, so yeah. I would tune in if I were you. Yeah, and we'll get to that quickly. We're not going to do a big upfront. What we are going to do quickly before we start with them is we're going to talk about the Golden Globes. Now it's interesting because the Golden Globes for the last two years have been absent. Right. So one year because of COVID. Right. And then this last year because of some sort of uh, you know. Well, they were trying to fix an image after scandal. They were, they were attacked. For not having a more diverse board, diverse members is what it was. And um, they didn't have any black members. And, you know, I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to come to their defense in one thing. People are 
oh, I'm not going to watch the Golden Globes and they're racist and they're this. Okay. A Golden Globe, they've been around for 80 years. This is their 80th anniversary. And, you know, if you're an actor or a director or someone in that business and you were nominated for a Golden Globe, it was a big deal. So to, it almost kind of paved the way for the Oscar. Well, it paved those the nominations. way of, sort of who, yeah, the nominations. Yeah. But, you know, to just because you're a little unhappy, it's not fair for you to strip away the meaning of that award to many in the community have received one prior to now when it meant something. It's not fair. You know, people who got those awards cherish those awards. And you saw when you watched the Golden Globes this year, there was a lot of African-American people there. They were happy to be there. And they were thrilled to be getting a Golden Globe or be nominated for a Golden Globe. So why are you taking that away from them? I'm not saying that they were right. I'm just saying I, I think people don't quite understand what they're attacking, right? Well, I think if it, was a, if it were a conscious effort on their part, then there'd be, be a different discussion. Yeah. But I think if it was just an organic, a, a comp, you know, a, it's very difficult because everything you say has a double meaning in this world. And even though your intentions may be right and true, um, just saying it completely throws that out of whack. You know, I think we need to get to a place where we have to stop reminding each other that we are something either that we have to stop reminding everybody that we're gay we have to stop reminding everybody that we're black we have to stop reminding everybody that we're latino we have to stop reminding everybody that we're this or that or the other thing why don't we just be why don't we concentrate on the work on the beauty we have a world that is screwed up so many problems so much hatred so much confusion so much hypocrisy so much political unrest in everywhere you turn around Let's all join together as people. Let's enjoy our work. Let's while we can, and embrace and, each, and other, embrace each other, and that. And let's just stop reminding everybody. Let's get over our woes, right? And well, get moving. That brings us right into their host of the evening and the opening. And what is the most fun to watch at the Academy Awards or the Golden Globes is that opening monologue, right? It was terrible downright terrible and why the golden globes even allowed it is beyond me well i don't know what 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 the whole idea was i don't know the guy i i've never really don't know the, don't know the guy's know work as a comedian but to come out and say the only reason i'm hosting this show is because i'm black no that's not the only reason they thought you had talent they thought you were funny there's a reason they chose you there was a lot of black people that they could have chosen to host the account of the uh, uh, what are they to host the Golden Globes, but they chose him. So to come out and say, "Oh, the only reason I'm the host is because I'm black," but that's not true. The only reason he was chosen because he's black and gay <laughs> and supposedly no, funny. Kidding. But okay, and those <laughs> two out of three, he was. Yeah, funny. He wasn't. It was not and I kept funny. waiting. I thought his timing was up. I mean, his timing I, I was never dreadful. yawned. My jaw had never opened that wide. It was like well, someone who thought everybody's not watching for a me, yawn. so I'm just going to take my time. It was like you wanted to pull the words out of his mouth. It's like, tell the damn it, story. It was unprepared. It was slow moving. I mean, even the audience was like, when you hear a clap, it's sort of like. <laughs> it was awful. And But I don't know why they let him come out and say, 
the only reason I'm hosting this is because I'm black. Yeah, did they choose him because of that this year? Probably because they felt they had to show. But it's not like they didn't have black but presenters But we don't, we, we've got to stop the placating. If you just happen to be, you happen to be. And and and, and that's, that's, that's wonderful. Let's embrace that. But yeah, let's not, let's not apologize for and it. Funny. And let's not, let's not placate it. <laughs> and please don't tell us how much they paid you. They couldn't possibly have paid him that much. Even if they did. But why would that be a conversation? Has Johnny Carson ever told how much he no, made when he hosted silly. the Oscars? I just, I just think we really, we got to start thinking a little bit different as, as, as a country, as a world, as a people. We got to stop all this separating and then, want, and then mad at each other for, for incorporating and the way we're incorporating. Regina Hall, she was funny. They She's funny. Her host. Oh, yeah. She was great. But I mean, it doesn't, let's bring Whoopi back. Did you ever care watching it whether the host was black no, or white? No, never or even black? thought about I it. I never even cared. They were either funny and a good host or they weren't. Yeah. I just don't know what they were thinking. If you're trying to redeem yourself, boy, that was not the way to do it. Because people come to a show because they were entertained. And last night, no, the first I... half of that show could, couldn't have been less entertaining. And... Here's one other thing. Having gone to the Glo Golden Globes once and having it be probably one of the most f fun. fun award shows, yeah. that audience looked like they couldn't get out of there fast enough. They were not into it. They were all on their phone. They were all looking their over, over their shoulder at somebody else. Nobody was having a good time. There was no energy whatsoever. Because like everything I never else, even saw they weren't entertained. They were bored. I never even saw anybody pick up a glass of champagne or 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 a bottle of scotch or anything. It was the most was horrendous. And they let the first few awardees, like the first eight, say as much as they wanted. The most boring acceptance speeches. And they went on and they went on and they went and on. And then somebody and that, then that at came the up the to show, have something real real important to say. They cut them off. They the started music. playing the music loudly. Loudly. And in the beginning, they didn't even do it. They should have known that there are more important awards and the bigger people and the Steven Spielbergs and, and Eddie Murphy and all those people were going to be at the end. And they needed to leave them time to say what they wanted, not cut them off. No. It's, I don't know who's running the show Well, here. I mean, you know, there used to be producers and directors that had some sort of, knew what, what these things were about and knew how to, you know, clip and, and, and move it along. I right. don't know who they are. I don't know what they are. And he even said that his friend that was a producer of this show contacted him and begged him to do it. This is a friend thing? Yeah, and by the way, there Come was an on. implication online that the only reason that he got it was because nobody else would do it. I don't oh, believe that for a second. All those people in the audience, they were all happy to be there. They were totally. all happy to be nominated, and a lot of and them would have been happy to host that and show. And it's absolutely not true, because you and I would have been very happy to do it. We could have hosted that show together. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. All three people in the, the audience. The two guys from Hollywood host the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, of course. We could, it would have been great. <laughs> it would have been great. You could have been going, what the yeah. hell are you wearing? You're going to get up here on the stage and accept an award wearing that dress? Those shoes, Birkenstocks with an evening gown? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not well, even a lesbian. Go back, change, and we'll do your award when you're ready to go here properly. And an accepted I mean, award. I can't. I can't. We would have been fine. I mean, I've seen more glamorous people at Gelson's <laughs> than I have in that audience. Anyway. There was some good, uh, there were some good clothes last yeah, night. Yeah, there were. Some because the there were beautiful black women outfits. there. They know how to dress. Yeah. But you get this frump. 
you know, from the Midwest, oh, Claude hopping down the thing to accept her award. You're like, what? <laughs> you're, you're getting an award. I don't, I don't even want you to thank your wife. What is she doing? Spending your money buying Birkins? No, don't thank true. her. Thank the people I'm going to thank my mother. Thanks, mom. Let's speak about TikTok, shall we? Let's have our guests on. They'll tell <laughs> <guess> you. On. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, so when we come back, Nathan and, and Anna. And we're going to learn a little bit about social media and how to make some money. Well, I don't know about that. So I invited two important people uh, to join us today. And they have quite a story to tell. They're a couple. And uh, they're content creators. And our show today is, I almost got canceled. <laughs> Give you time. <laughs> uh, you almost got canceled. But we're going to tell that story in a little bit. But... Um, it's, let's just welcome Nathan Kessel and his lovely girlfriend, Anna McClelland. Hi. Yes, Good hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. And we us. love that you're in studio with us. We're so excited. It's great to be, to be here. It's so Very much excited. more fun in studio because now you get to drink with us. <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous here. We you like our studio? We oh, love it's it. Is that not the Are best studio? Like, it wow. really is. It's stunning here. Mm -hmm. Everything is all Looks like you well, you know, customize it out. we are gay boys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will not disappoint <laughs> when it comes to certain things. <laughs> Joey, what is this drink you've made for them? Uh, well, I, I was inspired because, you know, I, I try and a if I'm able to uh, ask our uh, guests beforehand what their preference in alcohol is or non out. Some, out some guests don't even drink. So I create something just without the alcohol. Uh, but today, or we get a new guest. Or we just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we just don't tell them there's booze in it. <laughs> but uh, and I was able to ask you, and you said you loved Kahlua, so I didn't use Kahlua. What I did was I used a um, a coffee tequila, which is really good and very similar. It's, and uh, so, but I just played with it, and I did a little cappuccino um, with the you know the coffee the cafe tequila and then i added a little bit of chocolate syrup and then <clears throat> some uh, chocolate gelato i topped it with Ooh. so it's uh, i had a name for it and it's similar to an affogato but since i forgot the name <laughs> we'll just uh <laughs> well wait so th this is like an after dinner drink this is very dessert well it depends on what like you had for dinner i mean yeah it's basically a dessert drink yeah mm -hmm. So I felt this I is, love that his coffee is, keep us up too. Yeah, exactly. Yes, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know That's you usually start drink. fading around coffee. five p.m. anyway. So this is uh, <laughs> cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank That's you for cheers. being here with Seriously. us. Cheers, Alan. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And fattening. <sighs> that's delicious. Mm -hmm. I can't <laughs> say it's not it. fattening. <laughs> yeah, we're here for the fattening. We want the ice cream. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Well, I should have made some pasta mm. <laughs> next time. <laughs> to go with it, go yeah, with it, yeah, that's a fattening evening. Well, Pasta before. and affogato. And affogato. Affogato. My drink. Like a true Italian. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, use it. Yeah, you have to use your hand. Affogato. Listen, a true Italian would not bitch about what I just ate. Oh, the <laughs> pasta, and now I'm gonna have an affogato after. That's not an Italian. 
Mm. That's a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Kardashian. <laughs> oh, no. No they, no. they won't complain about it. They're always eating on camera. Oh, they are? Mm. Huh? Always. Mm. Always. They're never I not mean, eating. Salad. Exactly. It's like 60% you know. of their show. But hey, <laughs> I don't know how they got that big ass because that salad ain't putting it on. They, gotta be, <laughs> they must be No, I watched that else. show once and they were all around that barbecue. <laughs> they, had their, they had their chef there and he was doing a big lunch for everybody. He put it out and it was hamburgers. I thought you need a chef for hamburgers, but they dove in cheese and all. Really, bun mm. too? Mm-hmm. Oh, girl! Wow, <laughs> do I like those though. girls? That's mm-hmm. controversial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Nathan, tell us a little bit about when I called this show. You almost got canceled. Tell us what I meant by that. Yeah. So for me, you know, when I almost got canceled, I almost died. Actually, mm-hmm. I had a traumatic brain injury. Uh, gosh, that was two thousand nine. Uh, and I was in a boating crash and it just kind of knocked me out. I mean, I was barely conscious for two months and then, you know, four years after that, I, it's like wiping out a hard drive, but I survived it. I believe I was like one of nine to survive this type of brain injury in the entire like world. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's led to so many different routes in my life i mean i've it's i wanted to be a doctor growing up and it just all went awry and i actually i became an opera singer and so it changed your course of history i mean your entire trajectory everything changed from that moment what were you doing before then you were a student right or i was a student i was only 12 years old yeah and uh well i'd say yeah say you yeah i was very young almost the doctor yeah, almost yeah. a doctor. Almost, well, doctor, uh, what was that kid? Yes, doctor, doctor. Who, who he, oh, with, who uh, he wasn't that, what's his name, yeah. Patrick? What's Doogie Howser. Yeah, Doogie Howser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes. yes, that's right. So. But I, you know, I wasn't super into music when I was 12 years old. I was kind of uh, like, you know, a bookworm. I really loved reading. I really loved studying and doing well in school. That drink is making me burp. Oh, my gosh. Um, we can cut but, that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Just don't cut something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so after the accident, I, you know, I was pretty much in a dark room for two months straight where I was sleeping about 20 hours a day. Uh, like, I, most 12-year-olds. <laughs> like most 12-year-olds. Like most 12-year-olds were, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a blessing that it happened during the summer because I didn't have to miss too much school. I was basically doing half days of school, though, for the following four years, though, because I could only handle so much um, cognitive functioning t- during the day without kind of falling asleep and just getting totally fatigued. Mm-hmm. And, Probably you know, depressed, too. I didn't even, you know, it's funny because my... You weren't conscious of it, really. Yeah, I wasn't even conscious for that part, you know? (laughs) Like, I was like, you know, my parents would say, you know, Nathan, do a chore. Like, put the laundry away, you know? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's like, there are clothes in the microwave. There's clothes in the oven, like, turned on, like, causing fires and stuff. And it's like, wow. Because you had no idea. You had to relearn everything. Yeah. So your parents and your family rallied, and they really brought you back didn't they they weren't they were persistent in getting you well oh absolutely i mean my i remember my mom like trying to write songs for when i would have to study like vocabulary for t- quizzes and tests and things that's a great way of learning too yeah mnemonic devices as well right yeah. absolutely and what so, what kind of an accident did you have so i i was in a boating crash and oh. basically like i was at sailing camp with my 
two best friends in the world. And it's so funny because my mother blames herself to this day for that injury. I said to my mom, like, I really don't want to go. And she was like, why don't you want to go? I was like, I can just feel something bad's going to happen if I go. Wow. And I went and not four days later, it, it happened. It was a Thursday, uh, July 9th, 2009. I believe it was a Thursday. And it was just history from there. My mother was out of town. She was taking care of my grandmother, um, who's like a diabetic. She's older. You know what I mean? So she was out of town and there was nobody to take me to the hospital when it happened. Like they had to call friends and the hospital, the best part, the hospital was directly across the street from the sailing camp and they refused to take me over there. And I was like, they sent you home. They didn't send me home. They just wanted to hold me there and not just wait till my mother came to pick me up. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, it's it was terrible. It was like a nightmare for my that mom. That sounds like a lawsuit to me. <laughs> and especially Seriously. anything that had brain injury, anything yeah. with the head, you can't mess around with that. No. Right. I mean, even just a little knock. No, look at Sonny Bono and Liam Neeson's wife, and there it was all head. Richardson. That's and right. So the guy from um, the comedian, uh, you know, on f- the Bob Saget. Right. Oh, all yeah. head just, injury. Really? And ju- yeah. And they found out that he had just taken a shower, was getting ready to go to bed, and he had hit his head like on the headboard or something. Didn't think anything of it, just like a tap on the head. Went to sleep, did not wake up. Wow. wow. I think I got the story right, but it was something Close similar. Enough. Close yeah, enough. Yeah, it, it was a head injury it was for just sure. a head injury, but nothing serious. Like, right. oh, my God, I'm, you know, I, I knocked out. You know, mm-hmm. just like, ow. Right. Yeah. And with you know, Natasha Richardson. as clumsy as I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm. Well, that explains a lot, I guess. Right, you have a thick head. I thick head. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what's funny is that Natasha Richardson had just passed away. I mean, it was. I think it was that year, two thousand nine, oh, okay. and I, I remember, like, pretty much like one thing. I just remember the spinning right after I was hit. I don't even remember the pain of it because it was just so random i mean it was it did not see it coming could not predict it so it was the shock of i couldn't even feel it i just noticed i'm not here anymore mm-hmm. i and i was gone for four years but i was so wow. scared that wow. natasha richardson I was i'm like, surprised because after her accident was everywhere about head injuries and that you needed to get them checked when you had a head injury why that camp wasn't running you across to that hospital is a little weird I actually had a brain surgery growing up and I would like pass out just at random times and we went to the doctor like at least seven-ish times before like they were like there's nothing wrong with her and then one day they called the ambulance they checked and I had carry one malformation which is basically a piece of your brain is too big and it's pressing against your cord like in the back and so um, that was the reason. <laughs> and I had to get brain surgery because of it. Luckily, I don't have any leftover. So you're good now. Yeah, I have a huge scar in the back of my head, though. I had a big you brain. Have beautiful hair. So you are not. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because my friend, like growing up, um, like she's telling me, like, oh my gosh, she was like, would you, would you ever, uh, like, want to shave your head with nope. me? And I was like, listen, I need you to understand right now. I would look <laughs> stupid. I would look real dumb because, like, it's a big divot. Like, there's divots oh. all around my head. They had to put tubes in my head. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I can't. I literally could never do that because I'll look stupid. We were talking about a yeah, hair loss the other day. Right. And I was like, yeah, you would look well, you fine. Always, but I look, I look crazy. You could always pin a chignon back there. Hmm? Pin a chignon. 
you know, right where the divot is and just mm. have this big that, thing of hair. That's true. Back She's like got a huge scar. It's like huge. I always make jokes with her about like, hey, you should just shave your head. She's like, I want to cut my hair. I was like, yeah, you want me to shave it off for you? And she's, I always uh, forget. No. Right. Mm-hmm. I always forget. But that's good that you forget because then it, 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 you're not conscientious all the time about that. You're not focused on oh, it, no. right? Never it's good. That. So now, so you had the accident. So you, you wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. The, where did the opera come from? That was truthfully an accident. So I, I you know, I was another just, accident, another accident, <laughs> a different just, accident, I just a good accident. Because I managed to figure out how all of that got to where you are today. Because they're right. completely different. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's been but a crazy that ride. The way that life is, and when you have an opportunity to live, you know, it's bringing all of those gifts. So the blessings are really one after another. So get to the the, the second blessing. You came out of this. Now you mm-hmm. basically, when you came out of this, you're right into a teenager, yeah. teenager, 16, 17. I was 16 years old. I looked in the mirror and I shrieked. I was looking, I had facial hair a little bit, you know, scruff. I was 16. I was like, last thing I remember, I was 12. And right. here I am now. And, you it's know, like big, the opposite yeah. of big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so by <laughs> that point, I had been singing in choirs and stuff. And, I, you know, before the accident, I loved jazz piano, but it wasn't like a serious passion or anything. It was just for fun. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I'd started singing in choirs and everything. And from there, by the time I was 16, I had uh, be- really pursued singing, I guess. I just woke up and I was in it. And I was like, you know what? I love this. It was therapeutic because it wasn't too loud ever. It was very, um, again, helpful with like just learning everything. And so I, I started singing with the Boston Symphony Orchestra when I was 16 years old. Um, and I was studying with Cynthia Hoffman at Juilliard while I was a senior in high school. But I think I went to like a total of 60 days my senior year because I was always performing. I was always gone, competitions, all national choir, first chair. With no like, training? I had a teacher. I got a teacher actually when I was 13. Yeah. So uh-huh. I've been singing for, it was like two and a half years, I think at that point. And I just got the teacher. Wait, no. That I think was, it was to 14. help you with recovery too? That was, I mean, the music was kind of like therapy. So right. the, especially the singing. Cause but I then how be, did you get to the Boston? I mean, yeah, most I guess, people would love to do that. And yeah. You just sort of like. I just walked into it. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm conscious again. I'm I'm awake. I'm alert. I have a memory now and I can use my brain again. And, and you can so, make decisions. Yeah. Which you couldn't do. I mean, you didn't know the, the microwave from the. No, or the telephone from, you know, where's the telephone base? This is back when, you know, people had home lines and stuff, you know, and they had a portable phone at home and that would be in the toaster, (laughs) you know, melted because I turned it on and things like that, you know. You still have a home line, don't you? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Because I live in the the canyon. Yeah, just look in the toaster. That's probably where it is. The toaster's ringing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Can't tell you how many times that happened. Yeah, to Alan Keller especially. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that was a waffle iron. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> well, she answered something. Oh, anyway, yeah. I'm just lightening it up. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm canceled. I told you Helen Keller a joke. Almost canceled. Almost. You're almost canceled. Almost. <laughs> Sorry, but, Helen. Yeah, and mm. so from there, I you know, I studied at conservatory. I went to the Eastman School of Music. Uh, and then for graduate school, I went to Rice University. And all of a sudden, pandemic hits. And it's like, what is going on? I had three contracts. I was supposed to go to Munich, Germany, um, Cancun, Mexico, and Washington, D.C. for the National Music Festival to be a resident artist there. And 
everything it's just shit hit the fan pandemic struck and guess what the first case of covid in the united states was actually at rice university where i was in school so we shut down come the end of february before oh, so now we know who to blame yeah there was a there was a professor who had uh went to egypt and he took his doctoral candidates and they all contracted COVID when uh -huh. they came back to the States. And this is, Rice is in Houston, isn't it? It is, it's in Houston, yeah. Texas. Mm, yeah. Interesting, Texas didn't really admit to COVID, did they? Mm. What do you mean? <laughs> Texas said it was mm. just a bad cold, oh, remember? Oh, dear. <laughs> mm. No, we sniffle, shut down. Sniffle. We shut down first as I chew my ice cream, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's such a good drink. Um, but yeah, and so I was like, okay, I have two options here. A, download TikTok, B, kill myself. Both are great options. And I'm like, all right, I'll try TikTok. It's first. thanks to my mom, though. And I just You're haven't just looked like, back. I wouldn't, um, you couldn't have it. tried it second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so. Well, yeah. good choice. <laughs> yeah, and from there, like by April 19th, I, I landed my first viral trend that got me onto Ellen DeGeneres and Sports Center at ESPN and MTV's. And what was that? I watched Ridiculousness. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ridiculousness all the time. Time. But what that was show. that viral? What, yeah, but you what, got so, nine million followers on TikTok. Yeah, and now I have nine million followers. I have three. Three million? I don't even three, have TikTok. Three people. Oh. <laughs> Can you help me with that? Yeah, My clock course. is TikTok. That's the, <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. I know it was so funny because, you know, TikTok was a uh, website for Wingates, the watch company, and they sold Rolexes. So it's still TikTok. They spell it T-I-C-K. Right. Dash T-O-C-K, you know? So that's a TikTok I was familiar with, but... Well, everybody you says have, you've yeah. got to get on TikTok. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't keep up with the social media I, I have. Know, I know, He's I know. I can't got, do one more. Over 500,000 on Snapchat. Yes, yeah. Now, the one thing that Alan does have, he, you have a good... You have I can snap at you and chat. No, no, but you have about 100... He has about 150,000 on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you got something going on. There you go. Something. Yeah. That'll work. And that is more than Nathan. He only has three. <laughs> <laughs> like me. You got 200,000 on Instagram, 200,000 on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, with all of that, with everything you've achieved, even up until this point, you got through the pandemic, or we're still getting through it somewhat, but at least you got through that initial mess. Mm -hmm. When did you two meet and fall in love? We met April 4th, mm -hmm. 2022. I don't know. So wow. Wait, so only just... Just this year. Just this just year. This mm -hmm. year. Well, I guess we officially met at this um, awesome content creator convention called Clamor Live. Yes. And that was in August of 2021. And I just remember seeing her from across the room thinking... I'm going to marry her someday. Like, she's the some most Some enchanted evening. Yes, exactly. Wow. It was some enchanted evening. Saw her beautiful smile from across the room. And I was, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, she's giving me the eyes. Like, I, she's definitely yeah, the evil me eyes. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, my ex-best friend was like, yo, she's giving me the eyes, man. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, all right. Your ex-best friend. Ex -best That's a story friend. right yes, there. Yes, right. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, that is definitely That's how we well, Wait a minute. Can mm -hmm. I roll back a second? Mm -hmm. When we came, when we sort of emerged out of COVID, what happened to the musical career? Were, were they not coming back to you and saying, hey, we can yeah. go here and do this and do you want to sing? And well, what happened? Yeah. You just threw it out the window? Didn't it do I, the opposite? I kind of threw it. I did kind of throw it out the window, but... Also, you know, with the music world, there's a lot of gatekeeping, especially in the classical music world. Yeah. And so I think, like, 
they were like, oh, he's only taking TikTok seriously. He doesn't take this kind of shit seriously. And it's like, no, I wanted I wanted to do it. I wanted to go all out. I got to the finals for the Washington National Opera. I got to the finals for Florida Grand Opera. And they just, they were like, yeah, we saw your presence on TikTok and we don't support that. And it's like, okay. I guess. Uh, I, so they just, just thought you were not serious because you yep. wanted to do something yep. on the side. Yeah. All of my peers, everybody would just say, oh, he only takes TikTok seriously. Yeah, that's crazy because, uh, I mean, that's happened to a lot of people, actually. They didn't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, go back to remember when Cher had that little dip in her career and she was dancing at Studio 54 all the time and everybody said, oh, she's not serious about anything. She's just off dancing every just night. Just partying. Yeah. Boy, look where her career went. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And it's I crazy. I mean, it's prejudgmental you know, stuff. It's that, also, oh, yeah. and, you know, and especially when, you know, you, after you went through what you went through, you're, you're young. And there have to, there has to be ebbs and flows in one's life. We all go through a minute, like you know, I'm gonna. It's like going away to to, to Europe instead of college for for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that time for yourself to figure stuff out. And that's just having no injury, having no challenge, just being like, well, I just want to explore. But you know, I I applaud you, and and I think um, you when you're that talented and you were able to accomplish that much musically. And you, it's still a first love for you to be able to incorporate all those things. That's the greatest gift. Absolutely. So you don't have to be pigeonholed in one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in your content creation, why are you not singing and putting I, it on TikTok? You know, sometimes I do, you do. But I'm not singing full out opera necessarily. Right. I will uh, sing like goofy songs. Like, you yeah, know, but people I might do. appreciate the opera. Yeah. It's something, you know, people don't, there's not a, it's, opera is one of those things that there's no introduction to in school it's pop music it's rock it's you know they jazz they teach it nobody really talks about opera that much it's Mm -hmm. kind of a forgotten you know place in our world although and i was never you know i had a cousin i still do who's you know was very into opera and so i was introduced to it an italian family was all about opera right of course and you know and went to a few operas and i thought oh this is completely different than i thought it was going to be Absolutely, yeah. Actually, we took Anna to her first opera here and at the same LA Opera. Reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, definitely different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we what? went and saw Tosca. They just oh. opened, and it was so funny because I played her one of the songs. It's called an aria. I played her one of the arias from the mm-hmm. show. It's one of very few songs like I've ever been like, oh, I and don't really care for that. Yeah, she was like, I don't like it <laughs> and i was like oh guess what opera we're gonna go see because we did a collaboration with them and you know talking about the world of opera it's still kind of shut down mm-hmm. a, you know what i mean where it's right like, we're usually we go backstage and like interview people and like talk and we'll you know I, I, they're still out. keeping people out using COVID as an excuse yes they are yeah yeah, yeah. and you know they want to keep the singers healthy they, yeah of course they can't afford, course. To, get they can't afford to get yeah. sick yeah, yeah. But you know so. if you think about it it's really not that foreign from something like Hamilton or Six, it really which isn't. are also, uh, which are amazingly popular, mm-hmm. and their audiences are much much younger, and they're so enthusiastic about it. So if there were just a way, and maybe this is something that you being a, you know a creator and you also being an opera singer and a music uh, performer and all of that, maybe you can find a way to incorporate incorporate that into something very interesting and sort of like all of a sudden giving it a new dimension because in reality the beauty of opera aside from the music i mean it's beautiful but it it is it's very outdated a lot of times and people get turned off because it's that 
what they think is well they also don't understand the language and because the language but you know to be honest with you i'd rather know the story follow the story without knowing the language because if you if you find the universal language which is love and tragedy and all the things that it really is about because most operas in english are stink Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're not good. It's Come better with the subtitles. <laughs> from me. You know, that, absolutely. you're like, oh, That's like, an opera that was I don't gorgeous. think you want to go to. Go get a, uh, that was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, what's I'll tell the I cracked on that last part. Yeah. No, but, you know, know, listen, to introduce people to opera, it has to be the right one because there are some. I went yeah. to a Philip Glass opera downtown. Bless your heart. And <laughs> let me tell you, I thought it was complete torture. Oh, yeah. Um, I would have to agree with you. That's my personal opinion. To me, it's so funny because, like, with the classical music world, this new music where it's, like, Philip Glass, John Cage, these, like, guys who are making these sounds for music, it doesn't really make you feel stuff unless yeah. you look at the score and you're, right. you know, a music analyst. But it's kind of but like... the sets were amazing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll give him that. The sets were incredible. But the way that I feel about <laughs> it is like being a creator on social media today where it's like, you can try to make a trend go viral, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's going to go viral. Mm-hmm. Right. And just because it might get a million views, if it has 10,000 likes... It's not well liked. It's being pushed by an algorithm because it's it's a brand new thing that's there and it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what the newest genre of classical music is, where it's like it's just convenient, it's new, and it's like okay. But like, what about Rachmaninoff, who was living in the nineteen you know late nineteen uh, hundreds, right? Where it's like he was still a romantic composer. But anyway, not to go onto a whole music. Well, you brought up an interesting word, algorithm. So you got into the TikTok thing. Mm-hmm. You made a video that went viral. Mm-hmm. And what was that video? Because it got you on Ellen DeGeneres' <laughs> show and some other things, right? Yeah. What was it that, that <laughs> got everybody's attention? I um, Well, the way that I created it was I saw somebody on TikTok where this kid was exploding watermelons with rubber bands. And it was so crazy viral, and I thought it was the funniest shit on the planet. I mean, I, I sat there watching it over and over again, laughing my balls off because I was like, what the fuck just happened <laughs> you know i mean like his reaction to it like he he jumped i mean it was like almost like violent the way it exploded and so i tried that on a live stream i think i had like seven thousand followers at the time um and i was like all right i'll do this and then on tiktok on tiktok live yeah. on tiktok okay. live this was so you uh, put you turned it on the live stream and you said let's try this yeah yeah okay. and it was uh April so it could have been a massive failure. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I did it with the watermelon, and I didn't film it or anything. I was like, I have nothing to do. I'm sitting here. It's COVID. My mom has, like, you know, cancer and stuff, and it's like I'm housebound. I cannot leave. All I have is my room, my tiny room, and my imagination. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. Why not? So I did it on the live stream, and I exploded the watermelon. And I was like, what should I explode next? And people were like, do a pineapple. You know, in the in the live stream, they are like, do a pineapple. Do like a jug of milk. Do do Pepsi. So I went to the store, uh, the grocery store, you know, with my mask on and everything. And I um, I went and got the two, two, two liters of uh, soda. And I was like, these are already so, like, because of the carbon, they're so hard already that I was like, this might be dangerous. So I'll just grab a jug of milk and, like, call it a day. And so I come back home. I get the goggles to go out. I have the rubber bands, and I have a jug of milk. And I go to walk out to the backyard, and my dad's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, 
I'm going to explode this jug of milk with rubber bands, you know? Uh, for, to me, it was like a science experiment, you right, know? Right. And uh, he starts screaming at me, absolutely not. Don't you dare waste that fresh food. Like, how dare you? And my mom, here's my dad screaming at me. So Mama Bear comes downstairs from her office, starts screaming at him. Don't you ever say that to my kid. Don't you ever yell at him. Nathan, honey, go outside and do whatever you're about to do. Don't afford his creativity. Yeah. Yes, and I was exactly. like... I was like, he's an artist. <laughs> yeah. He's a milk yeah. maiden. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, mom, I'm okay. Like, I really don't want to, I don't want to do it anymore. He, it ruined it. He soiled it for me. And mm -hmm. she was like, get your ass outside and do what you were going to go do. Yeah. All right. So it went viral. Everybody saw yeah. this and they started having you on. Yeah. So you could explode things in well, their yeah, studios. They were, they were having my videos on all of their shows. Uh -huh. They were just pushing my content. Like I couldn't go because I was at home with my mom like i couldn't leave the house but they put all my content onto their shows ellen tube uh mtv like ev literally everything and that's when i realized like there's nobody to teach you how to protect your intellectual property well that was going to be my next question because were they reposting what you posted or were they taking it and then posting it on their, their own, own and monetizing themselves yeah they so it was like they were reacting to it, so they were monetizing. They would have celebrities, like whoever they would have on, on Ridiculousness, like Justin Rope. Bieber, whoever they were having that day. And so they were making tons of money. So they were the showing content. it and then having their original content with people reacting. And Yep. All right, so, so let's talk about, because a lot of people don't get how this works. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand why all these people are trying to become influencers and YouTube stars. They don't get where the money comes from, right? Yeah. And so um, you, when you create content and you post it on Facebook monetizes, YouTube monetizes, I think, has Instagram started monetizing? Yes. They have. Oh, yeah, that, they're huge. They are, yeah, okay. Yeah. And... They in either insert a commercial into your video or they run an ad down the side of it or something, right? Yes. Because I know when I've seen videos that I've posted and things for monetization, I never see them insert the video. Right. But they're getting that. But they're paying quite a bit yeah. for ads running down. I never look at the ads on the side of my – I never even look. Right, right. <laughs> and so that's the funny part where it's like with TikTok, for example, they won't run an ad in your video. It's before or after. Sort right. of like YouTube does. They make you, they force you to watch the commercial before you watch the video. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. The YouTube, YouTube is like the king of social media when it comes to payouts. Right. right. Like you could get, if it's a 12 minute long vlog, right? Horizontal, uh -huh. not a vertical, but a horizontal vlog. Um, 12 minutes long, you have ad integrations on your video. I think they can run up to three with a 12 minute, but like 2 million views, $35,000. Right. It's a lot it's of insane. money. That's a lot. I don't yeah. think people realize, you know, it, it's an there's an age break, right? Uh, above a certain age, they're watching TV, they see commercials like they always have. But I don't think they understand that something like 70% of advertising dollars have moved online. And and the difference is is they don't need a hit TV show anymore to advertise on. They've got you with, you know, nine million or two million or whatever it is followers. And, you know, that's more than some of these TV shows have watching them. And they don't get and that. There's, and there's no production that and you have no to spend. And there's no cost. Or, yeah, there's no cost. There's, there's this girl that my there's brother knows. Minor costs, yeah. And I met oh, her uh, recently at a one of his parties. And she just bought a three million dollar house. 
in cash, and she farts in a mason jar. <laughs> That's all she does. She farts in a mason jar. You mean I could have been getting paid all this I time? I mean, I said, you do what now? <laughs> she has this thing where she farts in a mason jar, and then she sends it off to whoever these guys are that like to, you know, unleash Get them. out. I, and I said, you mean she makes, I think, $100,000 a month? I said... I'm going to go over to Smart and Final and get me a case of mason jars, and I'm going to cook up some chili. I mean, I'll, I'll have fire up a pot of chili and just go ahead and buy my house, buy myself a house in a couple of months. I was shocked by that. I mean, I know there's pervies everywhere, but I mean, what does it take? A couple boots and and you forget about it. You know, there's no evidence, no oh, DNA no. in a poot. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just that fresh but scent I mean, of... You're giving me ideas. Like, I'm telling you. I mean, we work hard. I'd rather just lay it out. You know, just let her rip. But, you and know, the thing with that is it, that you got two years at most doing a career like that, and then you're fucked for the rest of your life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Unless you go into... Well, you have to figure out something new. Well, there's fatties that sit around eating pizza, and people... And they film that. That's true. That's true. But, like, when it comes to, like, brand-friendly, where it's like, you know, if you want your you own mean- TV show... They're not fatties. That's I said Patty. Her name pa- is Patty. And Patty sits around. <laughs> you mean? No, her name was Patty. I, I saw the thing. It says it says Patty eating pizza. Oh. And they film her <laughs> eating pizza. And she makes a ton. And she makes okay, millions of dollars. Fatties. Just eat it. No, not I would fatties. never say that. They're anorexically challenged. I, I have a lift. He said, Patty. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so now... Just getting back to you two. So now you also create content. Did, mm-hmm. do, I mean, content. Did you do that before you met him? or? Yes, did, I did it before I met him. I've been doing it about the same amount of time. So you just mm-hmm. have that in common and boom? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's how we met was at the uh, the Clamor oh, Live Creator right. Festival kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so. so you have to obviously come up with things all the time because you've got to create content to feed this monster <laughs> that, of advertisers. <laughs> She spends money on her content, though. Like, when y'all are saying, like, it doesn't cost a lot. Right. Oh, my gosh. It depends on, like, what you do. For me, I do body paint, makeup artistry, so it's spending a lot. And then I also do cosplay and then stupid cosplay, which is a different story. But all of it costs money. Like, I went to Goodwill the other day to find... I was dressing as Bella Thorne and Shake It Up. I don't know sure. if you've seen it. And it was $30. So I was like, $30 for a pair of pants and a shirt from Goodwill? Seriously? Like, what right. is the deal? $30? It's a nerve. To make 30000 This is absurd. Oh, I don't make that much. <laughs> I was not making enough. To, like, I was working at Massage Envy at the time. So I was. I had a separate job. Well, right. she, sp- she spent thousands of dollars on makeups, body paints. Body like, paint oh, for, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. one little yeah. pot is $6. So if you're buying a whole set of colors... Yeah. It all adds up, especially right. like you'll go through it in a month or less. So you're you know? teaching people how to do it or just sh- showing what 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 do you... So I did it all myself originally and that's how I started off doing my content. But then I ended up, somebody found me somehow like through TikTok and they're like, oh, you do makeup, right? And I was like, yeah, I do makeup. I guess they'd only seen my makeup side of TikTok. And uh, he invited me to an event. It's called Dragon Ball. It's a thing in Dallas every year they do for Halloween and um, there was a lot of other body painters here I was like man I would love to body paint instead of do makeup and I met another person there who had the same job and uh, her name is Trina Mary and she took me on as a uh, apprentice sure because she had saw my work and like my following she was like hey how about we trade talents you know you help me with social media I'll help you with body paint and so I was able to be 
a world champion body painter's apprentice for a couple of years. And um, oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you learned everything, and now you you do it yourself. Too? And, mm-hmm. and was there one particular thing that then made people really start to follow you? I mean, was there something that sort of turned that corner that got you a lot of followers? Absolutely, was I was that doing like naked body painting or something. No, okay. no. <laughs> no, I've never done that on myself ever. And no uh, mason jars. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> those can get expensive yeah. now. Case they, of those. Yeah, they, no, seriously, they're expensive. Case of those are about 35, 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like no. No, um, definitely not. Um, it was actually a controversial kind of TikTok, actually, because I was just doing it quickly before I left for, I think it was school. Like, I was still in school at the time. And so I had did my makeup, bought a wig, used wax um, to make a fake nose, and then put fake freckles, a whole thing, made myself a ginger. And I was like, you think you're the queen of catfishing? And then, like, I remove everything one at a time. And then, lastly, I remove my nose. And me thinking nothing of it because I was like, oh, it's just a quick TikTok. It'll probably do bad anyway. It gets to like five million views, and oh. then everybody's doing it and be like, "Let's um, reserve her for I'm next not. Halloween." <laughs> Turn me into little orphan Annie, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet but, uh, your bottom dollar on that. Mm-hmm. Five million views. Yeah, I'll wear a wig. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, a well, red the only curly reason wig. it went virals because people were duetting me saying um you're not the queen of catfishing have you seen drag queens and i had drag queens upon drag queens duetting me saying like you're you don't do anything compared to me and it's like i was just Ooh, talking spot. and i was like jeez like i was just talking about how i created a fake nose not right. yeah like well, i do it every night on stage ball bro but that was that was my first vir- like viral video Wow! <laughs> Wasn't even body paint. Wow! And so now, so now you, but do you have to do this daily? I like every day. Are you sitting around thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? That's all. What am I going to blow up? Battle. That's. Yeah. I've worked the nine to five, and I'm like, honestly, I'd prefer the, uh, sometimes the nine to five, just because when you're at work, you do the work, you go home, you don't think. And about you it. forget right. it. This is always in your head. Always in your head, twenty four seven. If you're on vacation, doesn't matter. You're thinking of what's my next move. Right. You know. Yeah. Have we inspired anything in you? <laughs> Anything, anything you want to blow up after being here? <laughs> or blow out? Well, no, and the funny thing is that what's cool about TikTok is that anybody can do it. Right. You do not have to be, I mean, like, I'll, I have friends, I've made all sorts of friends, we both have, where it's like construction workers, just like doing like this ASMR kind of like very satisfying sounds kind of content, where it's like they're just scraping the bucket and then one day they get the idea to film it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tom is Tom Johnson I think I don't remember his name exactly but this kid would just like do what he was doing at work and it got like hundreds of mil- 200 million views 80 million views like every time he would post but then it's like now you have to pivot you have to make the next thing but I and mean that's what people these, struggle with right and so it's important to be able to pivot to grow your following to mm-hmm. grow your creativity but do you have friends that are thinking oh look at they're doing really well and they try to do it and they're failing the content. I have family members like that yeah oh don't we all don't we all? <laughs> I mean, you because you, you make it sound so easy. Oh, you know, they did this, they did that, but but it, it, it's it's not so easy. Honestly, it's like people are it's, naturally funny. Right. Like everybody's got a sense of humor, you know right. what I mean? And it just depends what you like to. Yeah, but some have at, a bigger sense, a broader sense of humor than you know that that's. There's nothing worse than somebody that the only ones laughing is are the people that think they have a sense of humor. Everybody's like. Eh. Oh, that's yeah. true. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene's a real joker. Oh, did you see her turkey this year? Yeah. Oh, delicious roadkill. <laughs> she don't even want the turkey brown. Did you see how white that turkey was? <laughs> and that came out of the oven. 
Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> it was wider than when it, it was went in. Than when it went in. <laughs> she wasn't serving no brown bird. Trust me. <laughs> and if it looked like that, the flavor, what flavor? Oh, well, God. I'll tell you this. My content, Anna's content will take hours. I mean, she'll spend four to 12 hours right. in mm-hmm. one sitting right. creating her content. She's an artist, right? Right. Mm-hmm. For me, on the comedy side and the prank and dares and all that, it's much easier to film. Right. Like, we did a video earlier today that's, I think, at over 200,000 views in, like, four hours or so. And that'll continue to blow up to over a million to anywhere from a million to 50 million, you know, in the next couple days. Um, but that was an accident. <laughs> well, can I hang is there anything, off the yeah. side Is there anything that, yeah. that Joey and I could do yeah, for you? Yeah, I can hang you I from from your feet from over the balcony. The thing while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> I and was, I'll check on you. You doing all right down do there? You know how viral that would go? That's the kind of stuff that where it's like if you just film it just the right way. Well, where it's like I started this. How high up are we on Laurel Canyon? <laughs> you know, and that's well, a good vantage. That point edge right there just, is that edge right there on my corner of my house is like. 70 feet above the street. That's you have perfect. Any s- and then you can just say, don't let do right and save her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with plant. Yeah, uh-uh. Let him dangling. Let him dangling. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. So his go quickly. Yours take a while. Does that make you want to strangle him sometimes? <laughs> it's, like, it's literally like you took the words out of my mouth. Yes, actually. We talk about it all the time. Like, seriously. I kind of want to so strangle him now myself. <laughs> well, it's well that'll, that, that'll just, get us a few views. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many views can we get for that? <laughs> I get him. Him. Grab, grab him, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get that. Yeah. The other day, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll like annoy her, right? And something that I like to do is impersonate a cat. So she'll have her morning coffee. And what I do is I start, she's on her phone. She won't be paying attention to me. I start knocking her coffee off the table like a cat would and I'll be like meow 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 and like I'm knocking it off and then I was like why don't I just film that and so we film it she didn't even know I was filming it actually and that video got just the other day it got like 12 million 13, oh. 13 million but it's getting that because you already have a following so they're seeing this anyway I mean they're oh. seeing because they're following you not so you so already have a big no. base <laughs> you would not think. so much yeah. no? with TikTok actually followers don't really have weight so you have to make something that's so watchable, so shareable, and so just like engaging mm-hmm. that it will explode. I, I posted videos all day the past two days, and I could not a single I could not get a single video to get over five thousand views. With nine million followers, I could not even get five thousand oh, views. Oh, interesting. Oh, I can annoy Alan. Until the cows come home, then do and it. you won't get any views, and I won't get not oh, one. Oh no, you'll view. get views if you just make it a little bit relatable. Just yeah, like he'll try to stab cows. me. Now you're going to give him ideas. No, I'm not going to live stabbing for your for any views. <laughs> no, no, views. That's my view on that. <laughs> I almost got arrested one time for a TikTok. We went to Walmart one day, and you know, I I got dared to dress up in a maid outfit. Like a French maid outfit. You? Yes. Oh, that's that doesn't take a dare. Joey does that every oh, day. <laughs> every time I clean the house. <laughs> that's an average Tuesday. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I got dared to go into Walmart and scream, I'm a pretty princess in a maid outfit. So I went. And then, you know, Tarzan and I, like, go, and he's like, oh, I bet they have dusting, like, feathers, like like a real French yeah, yeah. maid. And so we go to the aisle, and he finds it. He's like, I want you to dust people's carts. And so we go and we just start dusting people's carts. And there's this one total Karen. 
and oh, at Walmart, like, mm. yeah, at Walmart of all places, <laughs> and and she was like, everybody was laughing. We were all everybody in Walmart. There's hundreds of people. We were all just having that wasn't time. harming anybody. The employees thought it was funny as shit. Like we were just having a great time. And then we asked this Karen, and she goes up and says like, he's talking about inappropriate things and blah blah blah. And in like they, uh, yes, a clean they, card that is inappropriate. Yeah, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Green. And then the, <laughs> the employee who was just like chopping it up. Sorry, chopping it up with us, and we were just all laughing together. It starts screaming at us, get the fuck out of here. Get out of this Walmart. It's like, talk about getting canceled. We almost went to jail for that one. Wait a minute. Jail. Like, so cops. now they, they wait, <clears throat> they're going to call the cops, yeah. throw because you out dusting. of a Walmart yeah. for dressing like a French maid and dusting somebody's cart. Yeah. Meanwhile, have they been to have West you Hollywood? Seen <laughs> the, the, the things I see coming out of Walmart. Don't even get me started. <laughs> with titties out, booty oh. out, you oh, know, I'm no. crazy. All that, na- half-naked people with high heels mm-hmm. and, and spindly legs and all this carrying on, and you were just making right. a joke. Yep. These people were actually shopping. I mean, <laughs> what we learned is that it's like, we can go in, we can dress up as the maid, but it's like, don't interfere with other people. Other people. You know what I mean? Now, I have to tell you, Joey, I think... There's something to this. No, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you came on the show. (laughs) Thank you for inspiring us. I think we were a little early because when we were a little younger, we would go into bars and you would stick straws in people's hair. And they'd walk around the bar, not See, knowing. I had a sense of humor then. <laughs> now I'd be killed. Mm-hmm. Oh no, literally, like literally killed. Shot today. Like, yeah, he would slip straws when they, they weren't paying attention into their hair, and they'd be walking around the bar with these straws in their hair. <laughs> it would be sticking out. I had somebody looking like the Statue of Liberty at one point. They were, and I had them because they didn't pay attention, oh you know. God. And then and they were then my drunk. friends would meet us at the bar, or whatever, and they say, "Oh, Joey's got Joey's it. here." <laughs> people walking by, yeah. with uh, straws. Because that's people had big hair in the eighties. Yeah. You could slip them in. Nobody knew. Yeah. There were those thin. Uh, long I did black that multiple straws. times. They said, "How do you know he's here?" And I said, "Well, I don't." And then I'd see those straws. <laughs> oh, and I'd, oh, he's here. He's here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I used to make. We used to make phony phone calls. Now you can, mm. you can't do that anyway. But we used to make them all the time, mm. oh, and yeah. we'd record. And I have the recordings. You know, I'd record. I know. If I, I don't know if I, I might. It may have been past the, st- uh, the statute of limitations, actually, but. Yeah, I call. When, there used to be something called directory assistance, mm-hmm. where you would mm-hmm. dial four one one. Oh, yes, I remember, I remember those that. And so on a phone, where you know that went around, you'd go around like that with a cord. Anyway, hi Gladys, would you get me the? So, so she would answer. So it was this particular, and we would do it after the bars closed. Go back to my house. It would be our after hours, and be like six or eight of us. We'd do drinks and stuff, and I would get on the phone, and then we would. Uh, record it and so I called 411 you know directory assistance and it was it rang like eight times which usually they pick up right away so this was after two o'clock in the morning so it just kept ringing so all of a sudden she answers the phone she says directory assistance may I help you <laughs> and I said oh you're a little cranky <laughs> <laughs> and she said listen I said, well, can I get it out? Do you mind? She said, what listing? I said, well, in Inglewood, California, please, may I have the number for a Samalia Boutte? And she said, spelling. I said, 
S-A-M-A-L-Y-A, accent over the A, <laughs> B-U-T-E, accent over the E, a Samalia, a Boutte. <laughs> and she said, I ain't got no listen for Samalia Boutte. <laughs> I said, well, can you try Samalia Owen Boutte? <laughs> and she went, Samalia Owen. <laughs> smell your own booty <laughs> smell your own booty is that who you trying to call I said yeah girl smell your own booty <laughs> <laughs> then she hung up on me I said oh let me speak to your supervisor <laughs> anyway that was the kind of shit we would do oh, but, oh I know Lord that's Dave. cancel stuff no what? it was just oh it was called improv in my day <laughs> <laughs> I was going with the voice. She said, hi. I said, hi. I mean, she would have said, hello. I would have said, well, hello. Can I have the number for uh, uh, Mr. Fish and Chips, please? Baron Fish and Chips. I just went with the, oh, yeah. with the voice. You know, that, that was an improv. Okay? Right. Improv. Have you get all it? heard of Omegle? Omegle. Oh, and it's got some stories for you. It's What's an a, Omegle? It's a similar situation where people will go on... Omegle, which is like it's like FaceTiming, but with random people, and you can click whenever. Oh, how do I get on there? (laughs) (laughs) I have a whole new career doing that. (laughs) Back, bring back the phony phone, the phony face calls. Exactly, and you just dress up as whoever. But it's a similar situation, except for it's in like you're seeing somebody else's face. But people do it all the time, so I feel like it's canceled for that. People prank the shit out of people on Omegle. Like there will be like a kid. I'm gonna get that. There's a kid who's just like, hey, I just like wrote a song. Do you want to hear it? And they'll be like, yeah, I'd love to. And they start playing it. I mean, they're a phenomenal musician. And then all of a sudden, somebody with, like, the Jack the Ripper mask or whatever comes on. And they, like, do this whole scene of him getting, like, abducted on the video no. call. Oh, yeah. I mean, it gets, like, really Oh, we're going to check it out. No, don't bother me. I'm thinking about all the videos we can do. It's most, oh, are you really? <laughs> See, you there's wanna, a child left in you. Yes. There's it's a child I'm thinking of how we get some views. Omegle yeah. is mostly, though, like... <laughs> got a few people I could pretend to murder, and if I should slip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Omegle. a lot of weird shit on Omegle. It's mostly just dudes fapping. Vapping? Fapping. What's happening? Dudes with their dicks out just doing Ooh, what get they me do. on Omegle. <laughs> I knew you were going to sign me that. up. That's no, called fapping? Fapping. Fapping? Yeah, fapping. Just another I've word never heard of that. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, fapping. Learn. So you can just say, I wasn't doing anything. I was just I was fapping. just fapping. Yeah, see, nobody knows what that is. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm fapping. Oh, no, people oh I mean vaping. <laughs> I mean vaping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just rapping to a new song. It was fapping, man. It's a new way of rapping. Fapping. And then I was making coffee, so I was frapping. <laughs> <laughs> and then you started rapping. Mm. <laughs> and then I was in the bathroom, but I was crapping. <laughs> oh, anyway, this is going to such a yeah. uh, So uh, getting back to that. This you got kids starting content create. I mean, starting at nine years old, mm, and right. all of a sudden. And they don't know the rules or yeah, what they, they should do. The and the, yeah. and the rules keep right. changing. So how they can they do, know right. the rules? As soon well, as they know crazy, them, they're different. Yeah, it's like you get a nine-year-old kid, and all of a sudden, you know, three or four years later, they got tens of millions of followers. And so we have a couple of friends who... Uh, are part of this weird creator cult. They're not involved with it anymore, but there are creator cults. I mean, it's a whole wow. thing. And uh, this one cult, this the main girl has like 10 million followers. And I'm not going to name names, but basically what's happening, 
Because if I don't name the names, I can give you guys the juicy shit. Yeah, okay, we want so the juicy stuff. Right we don't them. care. <laughs> we don't care yeah, what right. you call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mary had um, a little lamb. Yeah, there are these like squads and shit, right? They're like, called squads, whatever. But this one squad, the girl's mother, like the girl's like I don't know, like fourteen or something like that, and and the the girl's mom is like allegedly selling her underwear for thousands of dollars on oh, the no, internet to these no, pedophiles. No, 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 no. But not only that, like they they always say like the day that she turns 18, I'm getting her onto OnlyFans. And I mean like, pardon me, but what the fuck kind of mother is that? That's supporting, like, I mean, just the greedest, like telling the kids to do sexual shit to each other. I mean, just Okay, that's not easy. Yeah, well, it's one of the bad things yeah. that has happened because of this well, culture. And, and what There's always a bad that goes with the good. And I feel like that's happened with a lot of actors, <clears throat> too. Like, in the past, like, with Disney Channel stars, whatever. It's like these momagers are losing their minds. Like, oh, momagers are the bane yeah. of my existence. Well, you know, it's, it's the sad thing is it's not children aren't children anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, I anyway, learned a lot today. Did I did, you? too. I hope to see them at my local Ross. <laughs> uh, yeah. They'll be there. They'll be at your local uh, secondhand store. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Ross. <laughs> yes. Cross dress for less. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, that was absolutely. fun. Come back and yeah. see us that was a lot of fun, America. actually. Yes, yeah, bring some friends and we'll talk about their perspective because this is the new. The new Hollywood in a lot of ways, it's what everybody is doing, and, and uh, we're all learning something, and, and we all have, so like you said, everybody has something to contribute. So, and it should be fun, and let's protect our younger people, and, and, and let's be responsible to the content we create, and let's keep our sense of humor and danger, and anything less than just perfection has no place in any of it. So I wish you all the best of luck and, and success, but keep that in your head to do the best you can do and bring other people up instead of knocking them down. That's what we do. We just like to All right. Well, like now grab your camera because I'm going to hang them over the edge of my balcony. <laughs> 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 all right. We'll see you guys soon. All, all right. right. Take care. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Bye. This podcast is a production of the Villa Romana Network in association with Spotify. 